0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, a podcast where a bunch of grown men, and occasionally some women, get together and we talk everything going on in modern wrestling. We throw our, our critiques, our ideas, what we think's good, what we think's bad, how we would book a territory, but as I always say, unlike those promotions, we have no credibility. We just sit here, we throw it, but I think from time to time we, we would nail it down, we would have it on. Um, You know, the big thing that we're going to be hitting today, you know, the spectacular, the most stupendous, as I kept saying a thousand times, WrestleMania of them all, night one and night two, we'll be covering WrestleMania 38. Doing that with me today is the man himself from the Starting Five podcast, Mr. Dan Dankins. How you doing?
1: What up, everybody? It's me. You already know the slogan, your boy, that DJ name H5, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa, chilling with the brother Akeem, the African dream. And yeah, man, just overall, we getting through overall uh, recap of Wrestlemania because, you know, I brought Wrestling is Trash to our channel to start at five mm-hmm. and we did the preview show. And full transparency here, we kind of didn't know what to expect. We were all kind of hoping for a good show, but didn't have true expectations because the way this card built, it felt like ass in the beginning. Yeah, I know. I agree. But then it happened. And holy shit, was I pleasantly surprised about everything, Nick. And and I mean everything. I was surprised.
0: Yeah, I'm just... I'm just lucky for those of you who do listen, I was away at some training, but luckily two out of 14 days at nighttime, the two down days, luckily were mania. So I was able to watch sometimes on my phone or whatever, which was cool. Cause we always talk about like other people watching when I had some people watching with me who I haven't watched in a long time, you know, and they, the things that they really liked are the obvious ones. They liked hearing about ticker going in they love seeing stone cold. Pat McAfee was a big one just because he's kind of popular now. Of course, Johnny Knoxville. Um, a lot of people surprised with Logan Paul because even though he's very pop- popular, not a lot of people like him. Uh, and then random, a lot of people were a uh, big fan of the Becky and Bianca. A lot of people like, yo, like, who's Bianca? Who's Bianca? Who's Bianca? You know, which was cool because what I liked about it was, you know, sometimes in life just I feel naturally you gravitate towards like what you are and who you are and what you brought up with. But when it came to Bianca and people asking me questions, you had people of, of, you know, color, of white, of everything, of different ages from around my age to younger to older, all interested in her. And I, I like think how you said
1: that. You said people yeah. of color and people of white.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, we, we we act a certain way. We act a certain <laughs> way sometimes. Um, but I think that might have been a little biased digging a more, because obviously I'm a Marine, and those of you who do know, Montez Ford did serve in the Marine Corps. So obviously a lot of people liked him and his athleticism, but I think he's liked just universally. But yeah, no, I agree. They did they didn't do much to really build up this card. Maybe that's a good thing though. You know, yeah, no, I know
1: well, we, you, you know, know what it was? It was it was just that if you if you took the approach which I'm glad I did. I took the approach of little to no expectations, especially after discussing and trying to give a preview of what we thought was going to happen. Going in with little to no expectations was the best way to enjoy this show because there was little room for disappointment after that. Because what could you be disappointed by if you were trying to have the whole card lined up mapped out and previewed now yeah like i said we did discuss in that manner of a preview but it was still it it felt like a whatever card that turned yeah. into super fucking entertaining and i mean even even the freaking uh uh the probably the one of the worst matches which we'll get to the the um drew mcintyre uh baron corbin like it was yeah. unnecessary, but it was good. Like yeah. that was the card. Yeah. The whole it card was. was, why the fuck are they doing this? Holy shit, I'm glad they did this. Why the fuck are they doing that? Oh yeah, shit, and, uh, it actually wasn't that bad. Like. <laughs> yeah,
0: the first one, cause we're gonna go in match order and I kinda wanna hit it right away only because of what you're saying, because the first match of all Mania and a bunch of podcasts I listened to and talking to friends, Usually you want to start hot and end hot, right? In the match they started all of Mania weekend with was the Usos with Nakamura and Rick Boogs, a match that you would honestly see on most for the tag titles probably on a random SmackDown in June, right? They had no build. You know, obviously the Usos are on a roll with the bloodline. Nakamura and Boogs are over. Just their in-ring works good, but their entrance, their presentation, they're over. You know, unfortunately, you know, for Rick Boogs getting hurt, you know, it's a damn shame.
1: But yeah. even that was good until then. Right. Like, well, that was that match, it felt unnecessary again, because yeah. like you said lack of build and all of that. And what shout outs to Brian from UWO, we mentioned on, our, on the pod we did together, we felt that this was supposed to be Rick Boogs coming out party. Like, I obviously, the Usos. Obviously, the Usos was supposed to win, but this felt like it was Rick Boogs coming out party, and it just looked like with the with the quad patella uh, breaking or tearing that he it was just too much too soon. Like it felt like he was it it, that that injury it happened at such a shit time, and it 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 just felt like it it felt like he went too far, and it didn't seem like it was like a serious his move at that but unfortunate for him man it nobody wanted to see that happen and you know speedy recovery to boogs because the dude like you said dude is over hella entertaining hella strong and it just it sucked and you knew something was really bad because he didn't get back up and the way that the usos and shinsuke had to kind of coast through just to get to a finish it sucked it, it that, and, That's what made it suck, is his injury.
0: Yeah, and the thing that I was worried about, too, is because I felt, and maybe this is the result of it, that this is Nakamura maybe getting back, right? Like, he's kind of over with everyone. And then when he got hurt, obviously you think about Boogs, so but it's like, what about Nakamura? But if you watch SmackDown this Friday, it seems like that's who's going to be Roman's next contender, which obviously we most likely know the result. But, hey, obviously they think he's at over again that they can at least throw him out there and i don't think we've yeah. seen shinsuke
1: and roman yet right i don't think so. i i don't i don't think so but i'm i'm looking at this as you know how aw uh likes to use my girl nyla rose and there's a new champion nyla just happens to be the first contender all the time yeah. we know that she's not winning it back just yet even though she was their first women's title holder i believe But Or one of the first few? Yeah,
0: yeah, one or two.
1: One of the first few? I think she might have been the second one. But I think that's what's happening with Shinsuke because the universe believes, which I will save this point for when we get to this match later, the universe believes something else. But I'll get back to that when we get to him. Yeah.
0: And then uh, following that one, you know, we already spoke on it a little, but McIntyre and Corbin, now that I I like the match, the thing that was the most impressive was how strong that bottom turnbuckle was. Rope that uh, it handled the <laughs> sword. The other two right. couldn't handle it, <laughs> but that one did. You know, right. like, what, what, what getting, did you, I know? You spoke on it earlier, but what did you think of the match more?
1: I, I'm the match. I was glad it was. It wasn't a long match. You know, I, unlike most, I like Baron Corbin. I'm not. Yeah you know happy corbin it is what it is i like the guy as a wrestler period one of those few that was fully brought through the wwe system that i actually don't have a problem with most of the wrestling universe just for some reason don't like him but the kid can work like he actually is a good worker i don't see yeah i don't i don't see him injuring too many people and, and shit like that you know and the kids clearly has a very long career in the company for a reason, but I'm still I I knew it was gonna go to Drew. I am tired of the Drew McIntyre stick personally. Like, where is it gonna go now? Like, I as a fan, I don't need to see him win the title again. To be honest with you, like, mm-hmm. to me, as I mentioned on our pre-show talk, not our pre-show, but the 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 the, the, the prediction show we did. Yeah. I think Drew McIntyre was the perfect guy to have as champion during the pandemic and that was it. Because yeah. even, even now, like even he's supposedly in a build it seems like they got him in a build to get him back up to here, but his personality where it works right now to me just doesn't fit him being like the next to go against the bloodline. And do to, like the fans don't really get up for him the way that they they did during the pandemic. Like nobody yeah. understands nobody. But at home, everybody was happy for this guy who finally did it. But even him running without the title now, you don't feel that same vibe. You would hope that he would carry that same vibe. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't. Yeah, and it, I'm just
0: yeah since. So seeing oh him,
1: I think, twice, I
0: think I've seen him twice since the pandemic, people pop for his entrance, and then the 3 2 one Claymore. Everything in between, it's like, yeah, the dude can go, but that that's really all you get out of him. And it's because the crowd, everyone loves entrances. And yeah, and he seems like a really and, and good
1: person. Like.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think he's going to get back up there, not necessarily champion, but I don't know if you remember, they're doing a pay-per-view there. In, over in the UK in the uh, in the fall. I think it's September. So I can only imagine he'll probably be fighting for some sort of title at that time just because he's kind of like their guy for the UK. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. It, you know, it wasn't that long. It did its purpose. Drew going to win at Mania in front of fans or whatever. But I agree. I'm a fan of Corbin. I like his moveset from the deep six yeah. to the end of days. I do miss bum-ass Corbin. I did
1: like Ass Corp but I wish I would have went out a little longer. I think that was honestly some of his best
0: work. Um, they might they
1: might have to... and you know what? They you what did they say? He um it was Bitcoin that put him over, right? And then or winning in the
0: winning in Vegas. Winning? He oh, won in Vegas. Vegas, yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I, but, I thought didn't they use the Bitcoin angle on somebody else somewhere out there? Maybe with them. Maybe with them too. But I
0: know Vegas is what sent him off. To right,
1: right, right, right.
0: But uh okay. and then Smackdown for those who didn't see Smackdown him and Mad Cat are going to feud Mad Cat's going to be the uh the face so we'll see after this little feud what they exactly do with him hopefully he loses oh, those they're, defenders.
1: They're heads defenders
0: yeah so they did the show Friday and Mad Cat make jokes and Corbin's like no make me laugh like it was a dumb approach they went at it but then they ended up brawling decent brawl whatever but they're, yeah, they're going to feud. They'll probably fight at the next pay-per-view. Uh,
1: so this um, is to put, this to put Madcap over on us. Which, yeah, exactly. Pointy yep. character. The dude is the all right in the mm-hmm. ring to me. But it's just, I get that Madcap shit off of him, please. Like, yeah, Riddick a, was Moss was fine. Maybe
0: he'll go back to Riddick. Maybe he'll be like, you know, I was dealing with dumbass happy. I'm actually Riddick Moss. Maybe they'll go that way. But we did see Ezekiel the other day, the younger brother of Elias.
1: And we did see Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez, I which, I just don't get that. No, <laughs> I get I, it works because this yeah. is a Latina woman. Gonzalez, more Mexican maybe. I don't know, think she's Mexican, but Rodriguez is still Latino Latina. It works to me. I it, it doesn't. And then like B, like shout out to B Robbie when we was talking in the group chat. Like he mentioned just RR, like. That works. Yeah. And depending on the character they have, her, uh, she could be this like nice, flashy but strong, driving up in Rolls Royces. And they got the double R. They could make a tough girl, bring in the rough yeah. riders old school. You don't like...
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> so I thought old school here because they presented her on camera. Now she is a tall girl. I think she's like 5'10", 5'11". Mm-hmm. The only thing I think of is maybe they didn't want Gonzalez because of Giant Gonzalez. Maybe they just don't like, want yeah, another yeah, Gonzalez it, 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 and it's, it's like, yo, what? Awesome. Like, yeah. So I don't know, but I think she'll be fine. I'm a fan of her, so we'll see. And then following that match, I, d- I think it was a very impressive match here, especially one individual we'll go into, the Mysterios versus the Miz and Logan Paul. Absolutely. What about Logan Paul coming out with a $5 million Pokemon card around his neck?
1: <laughs> I mean, this is this is the same dickhead Japanese Suicide Forest. They, you know, I think his brother did the one. It was either him or his brother. No, he fought Mayweather, right? Logan, right? Yeah, he fought Mayweather. Yeah. He the brother's out, the bigger played, shit talker. He came out with the fucking two million dollar Charizard card against uh Mayweather. So he must have like played Pokemon. Fake. He paid two million dollars for that, jar, that yes, Charizard. Yeah, actually Logan's I do face. remember reading that. Yes. He was trying to <laughs> like, yeah. But, but man, you know, he, every- he went he went in the ring though. Yo, and I was going to say, nobody wanted to see this guy actually do good because of the assholes that the the Paul brothers are. But I now want to see him for at least like a couple month run against somebody and see if he could actually grow off of this. Because personality-wise, he's a natural, legitimate heel of a person. You know what I'm yeah. saying? As YouTube personality, their legitimate heel is a heel mentality person. But in the ring, he went. And he yeah. he took it serious. Uh, say your point, but I, I will point out. You know what? Let me point it out real quick. Yeah, just you. hit it. Hit it. The, the one point that I noticed that he respected what he was doing in that ring was when he went for the pin. There's one thing that I've learned from listening to several veterans and do, that do shows and do interviews and things like that. One of the things that they mention in pinning is popping your hips up off the mat. Not just lazily leaving them there, but actually getting into the pin and like elevating your hips up like to really, really kind of work in the pin. And I threw up the air yeah. When I seen that little detail, I was like, oh, this kid actually respects the craft. It
0: was that yeah, I, uh, detail. Yeah, um, I thought it was a great match. I I get it. He was a heel. But he, I liked how he respected Eddie's moveset. You know, his uh, the three amigos he hit. The frog splash could have been a little better, but it seems like a lot of people kind of have a problem with it, but still respect for doing it.
1: Yeah, it says he's not, again, He's not a professional wrestler. Yeah. He made it look cleaner than some people that are actively doing it, though.
0: Yeah, he he did better than Snoop Dogg. Remember Snoop Dogg (laughs) on AEW? I forgot who he did it on, but that was bad. But uh, I could see him maybe facing the Miz the way it ended. Maybe at Money in the Bank because that's in Vegas. So maybe they figure something. Money in the Bank, Logan Paul money. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. But I thought that was a good match. I was happy for Ray. To kind of have that mo, even though they lost like yo, I fought that mania with my son. hopefully that split kind of happens sooner or later with Ryan Dominic. I kind of want to see it because I'm curious what they're going to do with Dominic. like are they going to try to repackage this dude and he wants to continue the mask? Is it too late for him to go back to NXT because he obviously could use some work? like I want to know what they're going to do with him when they do split. Oh, I think we got. Can you hear me? I think you're a little frozen on your end. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. uh, we're yeah. good. We're good. Cool.
1: But yeah, no, I, I, I am in, uh, in connection with you on uh, what are they gonna do with Dominic? Because he does excellent <clears throat> with his dad, there. Uh, the few singles times you see him out there in, in singles matches he does good but he's like he looks good but he's yeah. always losing or always getting his ass kicked severely they're gonna have to find a way to fix that and w- it would be dope to carry the legacy of the mask but he's a little too tall like he would have to get his he would they would have to develop his own look yeah Take him back to Mexico to get the real, authentic mask makers, and develop his own shit. If they're going to put him in a mask, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I think I think he would.
0: People would think, "Why is he in a mask? We saw him forever without one." But I think, due to his dad and like the lucha history, I don't think he'd get that much shit for it. I would kind of hope not, because he's obviously trying to carry
1: out their tradition. And we've seen Ray in the mask, out the mask, in the mask, out yeah. the mask. Especially in the WCW days, he it was like half his career was in the mask, half was out of the mask over there. You know? And, yeah. and We've we seen his face. <laughs> it's not like we haven't seen yeah. it. We've seen his face.
0: So It's funny because in some photos you see people put on him online or with his family. Sometimes he does the whole cover, sometimes he doesn't. I think he's just like if he wants to be in character or not, he kind of just plays yeah. it.
1: It's it's almost yeah. with him, it's almost irrelevant now. But yeah, man, Logan, I I was that was the shocker that really was like, yeah, we I was impressed. I was impressed. Yeah. And that, that was the beginning of sending the rest of the show upward. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The first two matches was like, okay, we might be in for the bullshit now, especially after uh what's the name Rick Boo's injury. It was just like yeah. fuck. It, this felt like it was going to go downhill, and then Logan's yeah. Logan falls shocked the world, and then the rest yeah. of the card went up. And then,
0: following that match, potential match of the night. Some people say yes, some say no. It arguably can be Bianca and Becky. I thought I thought uh, I, I thought Becky's Marvel entrance thing was cool. I obviously thought Bianca's uh, entrance was cool as well. I thought they both got presented like big stars which they deserve but I was glad to see Bianca get that win you know at first I was kind of like man I wanted her to squash her because of the whole Becky bullshit but they're both too good not to they had a great match I thought that was a really good match
1: yeah no I I think I think um I think it was the match of the night uh yeah you know it was uh hold on the fuck Anyway, my bad, y'all. But yeah, no, nah, it was um, it was, it was uh, it was, it was the match of the night. I I love the yeah. TSU entrance for uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Becky's entrance. They both looked looked visually amazing. They yeah. both they in the ring, like they were. There were several matches in the both weekends that was like. You know what? We're here to give you a show, but these matches here is going to be textbook storytelling. Mm-hmm. And I mean like textbook, this is how you do it and tell a story in the ring. That was the first one. That's yep. why it was like, it was, there was a 1 and 1A one and one of Match of the Night, but that was the initial textbook storytelling of a match mm-hmm. that went on. For the entire weekend, you could put it up as best match of the whole weekend, too. Like yep. it was that good. It was that good. Those those women showed out for real. Yeah,
0: and I'm I'm happy beyond two years in a row, match of the night of the weekend, potentially. do You think she's slowly people are saying online, you think she's slowly kind of getting that or could get that missed WrestleMania? Because there's never really been someone that had it. You know, two manias in a row. Both won both titles, you know. Unless she goes for another title next year, maybe she goes for the tag next year. But you know, she she looked great, and I honestly thought when she had Becky on her uh, shoulders on the turnbuckle, I thought she was going to hit the K.O.D. from up there, but she just dropped her straight down, and then she did the what is it the four sixty or whatever from like the second rope. Like they both just looked great at both times. I thought, you know. Who's gonna win? Like I definitely was. I kept leaning more towards Bianca, but Becky was doing some stuff. I'm like, damn, this girl's gonna win. And I'm happy they didn't take any shots at the hair like they were doing in the storyline, like cutting hair. Like, yeah, okay, they did it. I'm happy it wasn't incorporated in the match, though.
1: Right, but and but where it was incorporated was when uh, Bianca cut off Becky's hair a few nights before, and fucking Becky still looked great looked great with the hair fucking all over looking crazy but it just it was just both of their looks they just looked fucking amazing they just looked great and and the fact bianca makes her gear yeah 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 but it was they were both pleasing on eyes is what i'll say yeah but uh, match wise but match wise incredible incredible match which to go off of the to I hate to say it to go after the Logan Paul match and take it further, they did that, and then it went even further after that.
0: Yeah, because following that, the Becky Lynch's better half, Seth freaking Rollins, with a good who, entrance. I
1: who dressed like his wife that night. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He, I'll admit when he first started this character with the wildness, like I, no, but I'm invested, man. I'm invested. Like I accept. You know, I think it was you in the group chat said you weren't a big fan of Steph for a while. And then the Edge match, I think, at
1: SummerSlam, you said it was a guy no, I'd be I see kind of live. I used to call him Neck Rollins. And yeah. yeah, I didn't, at the time, I didn't see it in him because I wasn't a fan of, I was, unlike the rest of the world, uh, I wasn't a fan of The Shield. And they didn't help me stay in professional wrestling at that time. That was when, yeah. like, WWE was the only product on the block yeah, literally you know what literally. i'm saying like what <laughs> yeah. TNA, tna was there but nobody counts them counts them in anything just i hate to say it but that's just what it is nobody counts them yeah but um yeah. yeah over the years it was just like i didn't get it i didn't understand why this long neck dude was getting the push i just i just wasn't a fan until what does it for me usually is some type of documentary series learning more about a person watching him on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions turned me right around. Turned Yeah, it's crazy.
0: It's crazy how these documentaries do that.
1: Yeah, and that was just a podcast discussion, but it was hearing the real person and not the character is Mm -hmm. what was like, you know what? And then it it was, I think it was Edge versus him, which I'm not a huge fan of Edge Mm -hmm. either, but Edge versus him, and I think within like the last year or so when Edge came back, yeah, I was like, I get it now, I get it. I totally yeah. get it. And this dude, I thought is he, had a- he is legitimately one of the best workers in America. You could yeah. say the world, but I will say in America for sure.
0: Yeah, he, uh, he had a great entrance as well. And then before we get into who his opponent was, obviously everyone knows who his opponent was, but I kind of want to bring it up for dramatic effect. He, the person he fought, he was perfect because one, he can go in the ring. We, as we were just saying, and then when AEW first started, you know, that's got a lot of shit online because he was the standard bearer saying like, no, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best. And a lot of people didn't like that, you know, and a lot of fans turned on him for that. So I kind of liked that it was him. And it was crazy because I was reading something that he didn't know that was Cody, well, Evan, Cody's the opponent. No one knew Cody. He didn't know Cody was going to be the opponent. You know, yeah, I
1: guess they did kept a the great job. They did a yeah. great job in hiding Cody literally until the entrance came up. And Cody said, You've seen all the post interviews. Yeah, yeah. we're talking about Cody Rhodes, people. But uh, you've seen some of the post uh, match stuff that he did afterwards. He mentioned maybe two or three to five people eventually saw him. But literally almost nobody knew he was there.
0: Yeah, when he did the media scrub, I guess, who was it, Vince? And I think Michael Hayes, like, went to his house to meet with them, And, you know, he said it was all professional and blah, blah, blah. So hopefully, you know, everything goes the way. You know, Cody, when he came up, you know, that place place obviously went pretty nuts. It was kind of like, I don't want to stay at Punk's level because Punk was gone for so long. But I want to compare it to it was the worst secret ever kept. At that point like we all knew punk was coming back I think we all knew Cody's but I will argue was on a better lever because he was or wasn't around for so long
1: but hmm. I I will I will debate that because one, it was smaller arena so sonically is even delivered on TV it sounded way louder yeah and two the, the <laughs> moment was set for him to have that ovation to kind of just stand there and take <laughs> it in too. The yeah. Cody thing, the difference is this is the first AEW back to WWE. Mm-hmm. This is the first one. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the fact that they, Vince, I guess, looked like they made a deal mm-hmm. for him to, they didn't change nothing about him. The same Homelander style outfit, the same entrance. The only difference was the graphics. Which looked fucking incredible on that board, but yeah. The, it, the same ring, the same music, yeah. And yo, even though we, I, I, I was hoping it was like Shane McMahon just so they could be like, <laughs> ha ha, fucking yeah. In. But to hear, there is one more than one <laughs> royal family in professional wrestling. That shit set me off. Like, ooh, that 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 gave me some feels yeah. because people forget he is of one of the most royalist families in professional wrestling history. Yep. Dusty Rhodes is a fucking god in this sport. You yeah, know? I
0: think I think the match was great. Obviously, he won, the which was, was, very that was the next.
1: that was the yep. next technically sound perfect storytelling match, worked in Cody's pace. Yeah.
0: And then Seth with the classic, welcome to the big Leagues, bitch. <laughs> that that kind of gave me a little yeah, crack. Yeah. But so far from what I'm reading about online and everything, because I am intrigued to know more about like this whole Cody thing, like backstage, what he actually has rolling. And obviously he's got a lot of views on YouTube. That's obviously expected. You know, a lot of social media done a lot of media. But they said they let him go out unscripted on Monday. You know, obviously sure. probably certain wave tops you gotta hit, but so far the past week, if they let him do his thing, I don't know. I either I this might be a wild one just because we were talking about Drew and Roman. If they keep in this one title thing, which I don't think, I honestly think he's gotta be the one. Yeah, and that's natural. what I was... yeah, he's natural, he's like coming out of whatever. Like, I just think he's, and now if they do a separate title, like Roman's a like, guy, I don't need this fucking other title. Go Cody gets the, then Cody has to get the WWE title. But based off that promo on Monday, they, uh, yeah, he's just, who else do you, you know what I mean? He's just there.
1: Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. there was a mock-up online of a, of a unified title, which the, it was a gold strap. I didn't see it, but I heard same. of it yeah it was the same design with the big W that looks like a ring mm-hmm. face, but it it was a gold strap. It looked dope. I hope they i I mentioned it before. I hope they do get rid of both titles unless yeah. both television networks need to they like they demand to have a title on their thing, on their programming. but i I still stand by. the raw title felt more like the true intercontinental title. Mm-hmm. than an actual heavyweight title. And that's the patient. We Once we got to here is what I wanted to mention. This is who the, field, the, the, the build needs to eventually get to if they're not doing rock Roman for a title at next year's WrestleMania. They could do rock Roman, and that could be the, the headliner without a belt. They don't he he doesn't need a belt for to fight for who's the best in the family, you know what I'm saying? But Mm -hmm. Cody is the guy because honestly, the WWE already showed there's nobody left on their roster, unless they do a yeah, there's nobody left, which it would be Bobby because Bobby was going Brock. Yeah, but they're doing a repackage of Bobby now. You've seen with the, you know, with uh, what's the MVP going with Omos, almost who needs to fucking help. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, you, you're talking bloodline for bloodline. <clears throat> Though the Samoans is deeper, Dusty Rhodes is the linchpin. Dustin mm-hmm. is phenomenal in the ring too. Still yeah. at his advanced age of 50 something years old, but he was always phenomenal in the ring and this is before gold dust he was dope he was he was dope back in the 80s he was dope back when he did that fucking match on a moving fucking uh on a moving trailer that they wasn't supposed to show he it was some match that he ended up getting fired from wcw for because it wasn't supposed to do something i think show blood they show blood but the kid was always (laughs) phenomenal They both were always phenomenal they are of wrestling royalty Versus yeah. wrestling royalty. This is the next story you tell eventually for Roman. Don't dive right into it, but let it be yep. like you built everything else with Roman.
0: Yeah, this and I, I agree. And a lot of people are giving Cody already backlash in WWE because Monday he's fighting the Miz. Why isn't it Roman? Why is it like, no, let, let, let the man, let, yeah, let the man get cemented there. The Miz it, and him have a real life friendship, one, but two, I don't think that's bad.
1: Tune-ups. Everybody needs tune-ups back. I mean, he he spent almost. He said forty plus days not wrestling since his. He was nervous to wrestle. You know, yeah, forty plus days plus. We need to get the fuck out of this microwave culture. If people haven't been paying attention, though, we thought WWE would rush certain things. The one storyline and the only storyline they have been getting right. Is Roman storyline, yeah, and that's spanning almost two or three years now, which is At crazy. Least two years now, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Cody came from a place who was doing excellent long form storytelling in yep. more than one storyline. Give it yep. fucking time, people. Stop being microwave. Yeah. Like
0: they want to rush, but I thought overall, you know, they did good. They presented him great. They let him be him. So I can't even say they presented him great. They let him be him. And everything lined up. He got a hell of a reaction on Saturday. He got a hell of a reaction on Monday. He got a hell of a reaction on the internet. I actually watched his interview on The Bump today. I kind of had it on as I was cleaning. Pretty good. He even threw AEW out there. He he said Nick and Matt. Like, he wasn't afraid to say names. You know, the only one I could see them maybe he doesn't want to mention Tony, maybe that's a personal thing. He just happened to not mention him, but I don't. I think he's going to make it known. He's not going to say AEW all the time, but he's not going to hide from where he was, which is good.
1: I also, I also like he continues to say pro wrestler or whatever yeah. nomenclature you want to use in the as yep. he said. Gonna, but he continues to say. I are mean, eventually going to have. They're going to work that out of him, but he continues yeah. to say pro wrestler because guess what. That is what they're doing. It's still, it's sports entertainment via pro wrestling. You know? Yeah, exactly. After, exactly. After hearing Vince talk on McAfee's show, because he asked him, why, why are we called sports entertainers and not professional wrestlers? He just simply said, I wanted to do something different. I'm glad I finally heard that out of his mouth to get it. You know what yes. I'm saying? I can slow down and clowning it because I understand. You just wanted to do something different to spice up, to shake up. I now I get it. Now I understand. Yep. But don't but no. allow Cody to do what you just did. That's that's the only thing I can say is allow Cody to be. Yeah. Because he shows if you just give them certain parameters and allow them to be themselves, it works. It's
0: him, Roman. Roman's the biggest one for suffering sackatosh or whatever he said uh, <laughs> god mode like you know what i need mean? like spice, yeah. you know um and then what we had next to be honest this one didn't live up to my standards at least but charlotte flair and ronda rousey
1: this was the um, match that man. i actually went to sleep on and i had to watch the steve austin and ko shit the next day so yeah i, 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 uh, got, nothing, I got nothing on this match because literally i was tired but mm-hmm. it was moving at such a blah pace, it put me yep. to sleep, legitimately. Yep.
0: I, yeah, I'm just going to say one thing, just because. So the next pay-per-view in Providence, Rhode Island. So a bunch of my boys from back home are going. I'm pretty sure Carl's going to go. I'm pretty sure Brian's going to go. They announced an I quit match. So I'm hoping for friends' sake and friends' sake only, because I'll be watching on TV, that it's good for them. But these <laughs> yeah, two, just yeah. no chemistry. These two, no chemistry. We'll move on. Made event of night one. We had KO come out, had the KO show set up, and, you know, it was kind of dope. Like, you're like, yo, this dude's about to do his thing with his childhood hero. Stone Cold comes out. He thinks he's good. Nope. He goes back, gets the quad, does a few circles around the ring. They do an interview. Stone Cold gets the what chance? I said he's a jackass. Well, I, I said he's a jackass, and then he's called the stupid son of a bitch, and then they have a match. An actual match. Not just a yep. brawl. Steve took some bumps, especially that one on the uh, the old outside area over there, into the crowd. Wasn't expecting that. You know. Some, you could tell he was winded in some spots, particularly when he was stomping a mud hole in Kevin Owens' chest. He wasn't going as quick as he was. He was going slow, but he drank probably about 30 beers during the match because my girl, she's never watched Stone Cold Live. This was it. And she's like, that's what he does. I was like, no, this is just... He doesn't really <laughs> drink that much. A match, no, it's got uh, the
1: lesser form of him.
0: Yeah, and then I thought the the chair shot to KO's own head, followed by the stunner, Byron Saxon getting involved. I just thought it was a great main event. You know, part-time is different. I'm not usually a huge fan of it, but Stone Cold does it right because he doesn't effing come around all the time. And I just I thought it was great. I thought it was honestly great. It was what you would expect, you know. Yeah, so what did you think of
1: sure. it? And After I watching was, it with a
0: full eight hours of sleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was very happy watching it the next day because they gave us what we expected. They gave well, they gave us not that what we what what we expected, they gave us what we were looking forward to. Mm-hmm. We were yep. looking forward to because you know, leave it up to the quote unquote smart marks on TikTok, on Twitter. And all the internets, they just knew what was happening. And everybody was we're getting a excuse me, we're getting a stone cold match. We're getting a, I'm glad they gave us a stone cold match. I, I I was actually glad. I another thing of no expectations. You couldn't be looking for Steve Austin of the late 90s. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. That that Austin has been dead and gone for a long time but the vibe he gave us which poured over into night two because you couldn't have that man there just for one night and call it a wrap yep it worked out great kevin owens got a fucking phenomenal moment with like you said his childhood idol and hero and steve austin it was just it the way they capped it off was like here is why we had to move the women's made event to because you wasn't, you were not following that. And especially with that championship match that put me to sleep. Yeah. That was clear sign. You were not, nobody could have followed what they did. Perfect way to close out night one, though. I still felt bad for the women because let's keep it real out of the two women's championship matches, which, if there was any change, they could have put one women's match on one night, the other one on the other night. But they yeah, I thought both, that
0: was weird. But
1: yeah, yeah, they put both championship matches on the same night. Becky and Bianca's should have been the second one, just the way yeah. you know, just the way the cards played out. But it worked out the other way around because they gave us a cool down to bring us right back up with Austin. So it yeah. worked.
0: And then, then to go into night two, you know, I definitely want to hit on this. It's not in the results, but Triple H coming out, kind of getting his moment after announcing he retirement, leaving the boots in the ring, you know, uh, kind of a touching moment. You know, I would say when I first started watching Triple H it was like DX then that asshole heel and all that, but cool moment. He had his family, his kids at ringside, you know, uh. Just I thought that was a great way to start the show. You know, let him let him get his let him get his moment.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm I I kind of missed that because I was, you know, the un-American in me, if you want to say, was didn't t- not tuning in because I didn't want to see the fucking dash and Lantham and all that shit. And they kind of went through that real quick. And then no, I did see I did actually tune in when Triple H was at the end of his speech. Yeah, I didn't notice I didn't notice the boots in the ring until they brought the camera back to it. And I was like, Oh, and it the the steam was kind of let out of that moment briefly because he went on first take and gave it up on first take first. Yeah. If they left that for a surprise, <laughs> then there would have been like fucking no dry eye in the building. But yeah, exactly. But no, yeah. there would have been no dry and no dry eye in the building. For two reasons, because, yay, we get to see Paul Levesque standing and walking again after the ordeal that that man just went through health-wise. But then, damn, it's over. It would, you know, it would have brought way like, more emotions. No
0: pun intended, but game over.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally, game over. Yeah. Game over. But
0: then, fo- and then following that, so action-wise, from the end of night one to night two, I thought night two started off great. But that triple uh, threat tag team with RK Bro, Street Profits, and uh, Dawkins, and I mean, and the Alpha Academy, as I was. Thought it was a really good match. Riddle hit that sick RKO, like the springboard RKO. Gable Stevenson made an appearance at the end of it. I just don't know what they're going to do with that guy. I guess we'll see. I'm not really fully invested in him yet. But what did you think of this match? I thought it was pretty good.
1: Well, there was nothing. Which match was this again? I,
0: I, the Triple Threat: RK Bro, Street Profits, oh, The Offside Academy. with RK Bro retaining?
1: A heater, a heater to to open up the show. This was yeah. phenomenal. It was a great match. It went quick. It went very quick. But you need every show needs a heater to open it up. They did that with this match. Gable Stevenson coming in. Again, you're just showing off your new toy. And then he hit the flat, the, the suplex on Chad Gable at the end. Okay, so you might be a new suplex machine, possibly. If that kid does not have a fucking personality, this might be a dud. And I don't want to yeah. see that happen, but it all no. depends on personality. It yep. all depends. I don't want
0: to see it happen because obviously he won an, an Olympic gold medal, you know, and he's like a hero for the country technically, but. We were at SummerSlam, fresh off the Olympics. Now, granted, long show later in, no one really kind of applauded him, but he kind of just came out and like had no charisma. He was just kind of like, "Hey, like I'm here." Hey, and uh, I watched his last match because it was actually on TV when he won the title. And like even when he won, he wasn't that amped. He doesn't come. He doesn't seem like a lot of charisma. But hopefully we're wrong. Hopefully they they can teach him that. Or sometimes you can't teach charisma either. But hopefully.
1: Yeah, hopefully nah, he's can't. got it, bud. And they tried, and they trotted him out fresh off of winning his second in a row National Wrestler of the Year award. Yeah. So like he's the 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 pompous circumstance around this kid. Like you could have a new, like you you know you 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 trotting him around like how you did Mark Henry when you brought him in, but you could yeah. have a new Kurt Angle, you could have a new Brock Lesnar. You can have, or he could end up being a new Shelton Benjamin. Who is, I mean, Shelton Benjamin shouldn't have been in the position that he's in. He should have been one of those top card guys his whole yeah. career, but phenomenal worker. For so not yep. like he could be, he, he the sky is the limit and the ceiling is the roof, as Michael Jordan said. <laughs> With this kid, yeah. we don't know this kid can end up anywhere in this mix, but. Hope for the best for him. I I really do. Just personality. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. And then uh this next one, I actually didn't watch after the entrances. That was my like, time to go shower quick. But Bobby Lashley and Almost.
1: I, I did watch it. this. I I didn't e- yeah. even watch it back. I watched it. I didn't know. I I didn't watch this whole pay-per-view back because it just it didn't warrant watching it again. But this wasn't it wasn't terrible. You was glad it was over in a few minutes that it was. You've seen why the next night they gave almost MVP. Because this guy, he played the monster well. Bobby played like helpless victim but found his way to win. But almost needs more seasoning because... When he threw Bobby into the turnbuckle and Bobby was too high because of how fucking tall he is and banged his head on the turnbuckle post, Bobby came back, gave him the receipt and slapped the shit out of him and then went back into the match. <laughs> so I'm gonna have was, to go
0: look for that. I yeah, like you you, you like
1: might that. have to see it because he banged him in the thing. Bobby got he got off him. I think he cracked him one time in the face, real good, and then they went back into the match. And it was it was a match you could forget. And we'll stop right there. It was a match you cool. could forget, but decent tune up for Bobby to come back.
0: But what followed it, which I thought was hysterical, Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. And anything goes, match with the whole. They did great with this. Party boy, we man slamming Sammy, a giant mousetrap, the hand made an appearance, you know, pyro yeah. and scaring. That was
1: great. Every single part of this, with the exception of the giant PVC mousetrap at the end that didn't work with the pull of the string, but he had to pick it up and slam it over. This, this, again, fuck you, Jim Cornette, in this aspect of shitting on it. <clears throat> All this was was entertaining. And I didn't listen to Jim Cornette's... Everybody's been sharing it. I refused to listen to that shit because I enjoyed it. That's all that mattered. A lot of people enjoyed what happened. That's all that mattered. We know where Jim Cornette stands. He's one of the greatest wrestling historians. The greatest, probably, period. But his opinion on that match was so invalid that it didn't even fucking matter. The match was super fun weed man body slamming sammy zane set the set i think set everybody off and and made the whole place pop like it was so yeah. dope. seeing seeing jasper from who was of odd future fame and loiter squad fame like he was down with tyler the creator and all of them and seeing his father who they called dark shark yep. jasper's dad they was there on the side like being like the instigators and agitators and then they all come in the ring and you see fucking dark sharp fucking gangster walking in the ring and everybody go crazy like it was it was the fun that it was supposed to be Johnny Knoxville took some bumps and some beatings and stuff like that like it, it was it was just it was entertaining and it was one of the surprise moments of all WrestleMania weekend because of how fun it was fun because it was fun. Me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, did, did you see the joke though? When the big hand came back and they said that that was, um, that was, uh, uh, Mark Henry- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a thought Mark Young? I saw Mark Henry was
0: re- Mark Henry was reacting to that on Twitter. So I thought that was pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought, like I said, it was exactly what it was supposed to be. It was one of them you had no expectations. Luckily, before, a couple weeks ago, they took the title off Sammy, so it wasn't for the IC title. Um, I thought, yeah, good. And then, you know, following that, we had the Fatal 4-Way for the women's tag titles, Sasha and Naomi, who ended up winning, Queen Zelina and Carmella, Rhea and Liv, and Natalia and Shayna. I'm just happy Sasha got her Mania win. Naomi. Gets another win. Hasn't had a title on her since 2017. Damien Kister is the first African-American women's tag team champion. So, overall, I thought it was good. You know, I, I still wish Sasha was kind of in a higher spot, but still good. Made history. I thought it was great. She seems to really be enjoying her and Naomi together. Seem to be enjoying what they're doing together. I loved Rhea and Liz's uh, outfits. Very much so. This is uh, yeah. match
1: where they all looked like all the women looked great. Like, they all looked yep. good. You know, yep. even though they all had, like, a theme of, like, dark eye makeup. They all looked like they yeah. got punched in the eye. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. but like, yeah, this was surprising. This match was a surprise. Like, you know, I think most of us thought, thought the outcome that came. But yep. the match itself wasn't a shit show. No. And, okay. and and I'm sorry Nick but Liv ain't it. I'm sorry. She's everything. I don't
0: yeah, in ring I'll take criticism. Looks, it's my
1: looks. Yeah, 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 but Liv Liv just I I have my th- I have my thoughts on why the whole internet wrestling community thinks the way they do about her. But it, it's just it's just something about her and I I think I think what they need to do get her in a championship storyline so she can get her feet wet and then get her out. Cause she's, to mm-hmm. me, she's not of champion. I need to hold the championship caliber of, of wrestler of superstar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. She's just, she's just to me, she's just not there. Is she great attraction. Yes. Is she an attractive? Absolutely. But in the ring, she's good. She's still got room to grow, but she's good. But it's just, to me, I don't see reason to ever put a championship on her other than to make the IWC happy. And, yeah. and little boys who don't put on deodorant, they get their peen hard when they see her. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't Hey, hey I, like I wear
0: deodorant, all right?
1: All right, then. <laughs> all right, all
0: right. And I would honestly, there's two people I was really happy for with this match, Zelina and Shayna. 'Cause they finally both have like a media match. Like granted however you thought they did, it's fine. I'm just happy they got that moment. Like yeah. you know, cause Shayna I thought Shayna was gonna be a lot bigger than what she is. Should be, yeah. She should, should be, be, you know what I mean? Maybe hopefully Rhonda can spread something because I kinda wanna see Shayna do her thing.
1: Or well, them two tag team.
0: Yeah, I'm down to see that. I yeah. think I
1: think they'd perform good. And then uh but following that, uh well, Edge, Real quick, Natalia needs some need to be given some damn respect. I know people for some reason see people are tired to see. I love watching her on camera first and foremost, but that woman helps that help that women's division in ways that the fans just regular fans just don't get, and she needs. I, I you could say her career could be wrapping up or something, but she needs more respect. That's all I just gotta say. She needs to be respected a little more, giving her put her in a little better situations to give her some wins and not looking like she's just making it. And I'm sorry, right? Great yeah, match, I agree. Her, her and Shana together. But yeah, she needs to be respected more. And that's I'll just say that's it. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: And then uh Following that, the new incarnation, whoever you want to say it, of Edge versus AJ, Mr. I Cut My Face on the set before i got to the ring Styles <laughs> Got whack <wet laughs> by that thing. Um, Just walking into the walls Edges, and Yeah, I thought Edge's entrance was good.
1: Interesting, um, yeah.
0: It was good. Yeah, interesting. I'm curious if you got a blessing at all from Taker, rocking with the colors and kind of... Not Undertaker like theme, but you could kind of compare them in a way. Some people are speculating that, but
1: very Ministry good. of Darkness. I I said yeah. as I said in the group chat, I said, I said, great, <clears throat> th- he's making Gangrel smile right now." <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I thought it was a really good match. I wish AJ would have won, but it makes sense why Edge won, especially if they're starting this new faction. Damian Priest made his thing known there, which I don't know much about Damian before, WWE NXT, but Lou said it. And I like He's was, he was a great heel when he was Punishment Martinez, so hopefully we get to see that. And then there's the rumors circulating that Rhea might be joining it. And on Rose. Raw, her and Liv had that little whatever, and then WWE doing the typical things it does when they were backstage showing Rhea. She had the purple lighting behind her. So maybe signifying that I think that'd be a perfect character to join this faction.
1: They were also there were also rumors that Tommaso Ciampa supposedly coming up and being a part of that. And I heard a rumor of allegedly Shotzi Blackheart, which is
0: Yeah, I think all of them are somebody
1: that they need to do with her. They need something to do with her. But Rhea makes more sense because of stature, the darkness, Mm -hmm. her and her and uh and and what's his name? Uh as you said punishment martinez. Um priest, yeah. Yeah, Damian Priest, thank you. They they need somebody to put them back over, to help get them back over. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody everybody was excited for the call-ups. Rhea fortunately had phenomenal matches with Charlotte. But it was like they kept toying with her where they didn't know where they really stood with her. And then (laughs) it was like they dropped the ball on Damian after you gave him the boost of all mega boosts with Bad Bunny the year before. Then put Mm -hmm. the U.S. title on him. And then you just kind of let his steam just rot away. So this this is going to be- great look for them and you said what I think we all felt on the preview show we want AJ to win but we know where it's legitimately going and that's mm-hmm. literally that's the best way I could even sum that match up because the match was okay. It wasn't even it wasn't as phenomenal. It wasn't the bang mm-hmm. uh with an A as you was calling it to be <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it, it you know it so- wasn't it just wasn't yeah because
0: I'm with- this website actually has the match times. And Edge has something with pride that's going long. This match went exactly 26 minutes. Wow. But that was I will say, the next, the next closest, the match closest was,
1: the match the was the show, good storytelling. It was good yeah. storytelling. It just wasn't the quote unquote banger that everybody was looking for, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I was watching it and when it ended, I was like, well,
1: that was you a know, match. Maybe that was, maybe
0: that was, yeah, that was the match. I thought maybe <laughs> some expectation. Still enjoyed it and everything, but whatever. Um, so we'll see where they go with that, though. And then uh, following that, the match that got canceled from night one to come to night two. The New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch at ringside. And uh, Next. I – yeah, I'm just happy this yeah. match happened.
1: Uh, nah, I, I, I didn't care. I Personally, I didn't care. Yeah, but, I
0: because I, I like Kofi.
1: Yeah. But I will say, and I didn't want to cut you off because really this was a waste of breath, but I get the Butch character. The way they had him acting outside the ring during that match, I get it.
0: Yeah. I and then, um, so I, I'm assuming you didn't watch SmackDown on Friday. So Xavier Woods beat one to ridger or him what or, Ridge or maybe butch i think it was butch he beat one of the three with his roll up that's his new finisher and after that he actually got into a little tussle with sheamus and rich holland and they calmed them down so it just
1: seems like he's just
0: like a spaz character with all of them
1: yeah like he's but. like as I, as I said he was like the scrappy do let me at him, let me at him. Yeah, yeah. and he's doing
0: good at it, like you said. For what he was, the Bruiser way and all that, he's doing good with it. But, yeah, not much needs to say here. Next, something I loved, Austin Theory and Pat Maxey. I was a big fan of Pat Maxey in general. I watch his show almost every day. Not the whole thing, because it's fucking three hours long every day. But it's usually on at some point. He's just a funny guy. He loves the business, and seeing what he says on his show, they let him be him again, which crazy it works. But his entrance was dope, you know. Uh, Seven Nations Army, the Cowboys cheerleaders. Luckily, when they gave him the ball to punt, he didn't botch the punt, you know. Oh, he sent that just, shit
1: too. And yeah, he said. I, yeah, I just didn't like the cow. Obviously, cowboy hater. Yeah, he was a former Colt,
0: and you yeah, cowgirls. Yeah.
1: I mean, same colors, same colors, but yeah, I, again, just like Logan, you, you've seen in Pat, well, we've seen it in Pat before, but we've seen it, yeah, but we've seen a more polished version of Pat McAfee, this go around, like he looked Mm -hmm. like he could be ready for a full time run.
0: Yeah. So the only thing I I noticed watching it is he came out and like what he had Because every time he announces, he wears that just with a sports jacket. And I was kind of – because when he did those two matches in NXT, he kind of wore gear. Now, what he wore fit him. Don't get me wrong. But he said on his show Monday, after he said he was viciously hungover, um, that he noticed on WrestleMania Saturday that everyone had all this cool gear and he didn't get the memo. So the costume lady, whatever her (laughs) name is, they show her in documentaries. And I guess he's cool with her, and I guess he's like, "You need to uh, WrestleManiaify my gear." So she put the sparkles on his black tank top. So he, that that
1: was his outfit. I didn't see. That I changed. didn't even notice sparkles. I just yeah, I and mean, black, back, black yeah, tank top, two just, chains. It worked. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he went.
0: The crowd was over. Vince McMahon ended up getting involved. So Took the worst stunner, probably out of well, all. That the was that was the fast
1: folding. Your fast forwarding Let's get through the match with him and Austin was absolutely. It, it yo, it put Austin, Austin fucking. I, I I keep wanting to say Austin Idol, Austin. What the fuck Austin is his name? Theory. Austin Theory, Theory. Thank you. There's too many fucking Austins. Austin Aries, Austin Idol, Austin Theory. Like <laughs> this put Austin Theory in such a position that I, I if you people if you think about it, it's like. He showed he can now work with the next celebrity that comes through, i.e. like a Miz. Yep. He showed that he fucking, one, can go with anybody, you know? It showed, obviously, what we knew, that Vince has this kid set up for a very high pedestal. And this kid is going to be, as he mentioned, your universal. one of your future universal, universal champions. champions. Like, he, he's got it that's what seeing on the side like that's what impressed me about him more is that when you look at it overall and watch him work and see he's got it this kid is a legitimate total package maybe with the exception of i I don't know his promo skills well you can tell me that better than i would know right now but Mm -hmm. he's got it all in my opinion in my humble opinion and to put together what they did with Pat with the fucking backflip off the top rope, the jump back up onto the top rope and everything.
0: With the superplex.
1: Fucking Pat McAfee deserves all the kudos, all the praise. Man, he put it down that night. That man showed the fuck out and owned his WrestleMania moment. If he never ever gets another one, he did more than enough he did more than enough in one night and then you get to Vince and shitbag of a match but then him and him and fucking uh him him and Pat was matching with the Black tank Tops why Which is, this, is cool yeah why is this 74 year old wrinkled ass man getting in this ring and then he ended the match with the punt of the football in the stomach yeah, and now you can bring up Steve Austin, Nick, and then
0: Steve Austin comes <laughs> out there, does his Steve Austin shit, and then Vince McMahon probably takes one of the worst stunners I've ever seen. But kudos to WWE's production crew because on Raw and SmackDown, all you see is the kick,
1: and then it like shows the next clip of him grabbing the head. Or they should have did was they should have showed this was Vince McMahon standing up, stunner. He folded like this, like he yeah. folded. He literally put his legs out the wrong way and folded like a piece of paper. I thought that yeah. old man might have been needed a fucking wheelchair after that, or came close to dying, because it was terrible. Yeah.
0: I thought my favorite part of that whole Stone Cold sequence after was when you see Stone Cold throw a pad of beer.
1: And Pat's still playing the role if he's knocked out and chugging beer while laying yeah. you can- he's laying on the mat and he makes the the fucking the beer fountain and spits it up. Yeah, yeah just, <laughs> it, it, was, it was just great. Everything about it was, it was just great. But it's just let's let's briefly get into before we we we're up to now the last match, right? Uh yep. Okay. All you idiots out there, I there was one TikTok who. This is the way I'm choosing to address this. I'm not giving the time on TikTok, but there was this one TikTok that a lot of people was uh, using and talking about in TikTok fashion, the hateful aspect of things. This guy said that Austin Theory's sales job of the stunner was an embarrassment of the business. Are you fucking kidding me? One, it was an excellent sell. Two, to the person who said that, never seen the rock ever sell a stunner and the rock and it's funny you go listen to interviews now where it's like the rock tried to make austin pop with each and every time they faced off against each other with this sales job with this selling of the move he would try to go more ridiculous 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 each time to try to get him to pop but other people were saying like talking down on this what is your point of view on that I
0: thought it was fine. I thought it was a good sell. I think everyone's known for years. The thing is, the sell oversell the stunner. Come on, remember The Rock? Didn't he like sell do like
1: a backflip, flip, flip, kick? Yeah, he did like a fucking handstand and then bounced out the ring. Like, yeah, want to talk about overselling?
0: Talk about how maybe Vince McMahon doesn't need to take another stunner
1: again because he could viciously probably die. (laughs) You talk about embarrassing and disrespects Austin's legacy was Vince McMahon, first off, getting the kick to the stomach and falling backwards, completely throwing the whole cue off. Then Steve had to kind of like, come on, come on, come on, go grab him by the head and then just pretty much gently fold the piece of paper down. (laughs) And that was it. Like.
0: People just always find a way. And then it. uh Yep, and then following up, the main event. You know, the biggest main event of them all is they portrayed it. Brock and White Roman. Mm, yeah, that, not that not cool. a huge fan of it, and I think that's, once again, WWE saying more. Apparently, the match got cut short because of injuries. Nothing's been determined. Roman hasn't wrestled since, but he doesn't always wrestle every week. No, his did look pretty. Okay,
1: Shoulder,
0: yeah. I so maybe that it's... was why. Glad he won. I thought Brock's entrance was great. How he grabbed the microphone and did his thing, and hopefully, this is the last time they square off, at least for a long time. But it was okay. You know what I mean? Like it was. I. It was nothing spectacular. I'm just happy Roman won. That's I, all
1: I yeah, I you know what it was. Yeah, end of the day, it was just all right. Advance the storyline because it was a matchup, play all the hits, and like the homie B Rob likes to say, that why did you expect more out of this? I, yeah, and yeah. I did expect at least ten minutes. It was more like close to the six to eight minute range. I think. Uh, twelve twenty. Okay, twelve twenty. So I I would say I expected fifteen to twenty minutes, but Nah, it was literally play the hits, play the hits, bong, 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 bang. It was over. Holy yeah. shit. This is how you choose to end WrestleMania. Like, this was a moment of, unfortunately, <clears throat> due to injury, the match before probably could have been your freaking closer. Yeah, Pack could have closed. Yeah. But I think due to the magnitude of what was set up, it couldn't be that way, and this I just was think a, both uh, of these dudes. One of the worst.
0: I think both of these dudes are very talented, just not with
1: people of their size.
0: No, I I, I, go- I,
1: I can see it because you yeah take a smaller opponent and you see a different move set out of both of them. Yeah, but. Vince loves the big guys. Vince loves yeah. the smooth people like that. So, unfortunately, historically, that's what you're going to get because let's mm-hmm. remember part of the reason why Keith Lee didn't work out the way he did in the main rosters because Vince had a certain vision for big men mm-hmm. of that size to work a certain way. And Keith Lee didn't. It. He know, wasn't it. Yep. You know, Samoa Joe. It's another guy. I think they were more health concerns that they assumed over there. But he worked a style that wasn't your traditional WWE. Though he had Mm -hmm. a very long WWE career. You know what I'm saying? But for a big man, that's not what they normally do. They gave us what they normally do. And to me became one of the worst closing matches to a WrestleMania ever. I yeah for a, a
0: while, time. yep, especially in a while, because even if you look at like last year, the triple threat was good, edge Roman and Daniel Brian at the time, even in the uh the performance center, like drew and Brock yeah, it was whatever, but then the night before they had take the the graveyard match, or whatever the uh whatever the hell that was called the boneyard match that was good um. To be honest, even, cause even with me being there, I thought the tri- the women's triple threat was whatever. It was cool for the women because it was a history thing. But that was also when WrestleMania was one night in like nine hours. So when it went exactly. on at 1230, literally yeah. it went on at like 1230. I was like, I'm tired. But yes, I agree. Especially, especially for how great I honestly thought Mania was to end on that. I was like, I guess it was maybe like at that point too, even with two nights, I was like, all
1: uh, right, yeah i'm ready for this one then yeah like to be you honest definitely- with me, I, just to to kind of yeah. cap off my feelings on it like it brought at first i think i mentioned in the group chat as i got like, first night one was like a b but then as night two went on it became an a plus mm-hmm. then it dropped Then the main event dropped it easily down to a solid a show overall and yeah i i it just sucked that the main event was literally one of the worst matches ever for a main event at wrestlemania period and yeah it sucks that roman is attached to another bad one because you know early in his career when they were quote unquote shoving him down our throats he was getting a lot of shit almost for no reason sometimes or some of the reasons was justified and now you're a part of this which was Again, one of the worst. It really was bad. Barring injury, injury aside, it was a shit. It was all they did spear, spear, spear. What was the it? I should have bet on DraftKings because one of the things was what was the first move? Spear. Yeah. yeah. I felt it. Yeah. I should have fucking went to DraftKings and put some money on it. I wouldn't be broke yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, fuck. but. So overall, though,
0: I'd like to think they put out a decent product for Mania. And it shows, once again, two things. When WWE lets you be you, nine out of ten times it works. Just three names, Roman, Cody, Pat. And two, they could put on good shows every time if they stop getting in their own way.
1: Absolutely. They get in their own
0: way in their own head. But overall, it was a great show for having no expectations. And I'm a guy, like I said, I love both companies, but I'll always admit I raised my WWE flag just a little higher just because, whatever. I was like, oh boy, they say, this ain't going to be it this year. And, and as we always say, AEW, they only do four a year, but four out of four of them are going to be a banger with an A. <laughs> They're going to be a banger. <laughs> so they. they you know that they, they they held up, but now we'll just see what happens because they have a lot of stadium shows coming up. They got Money in the Bank, SummerSlams in one. I'm assuming that UK one they're gonna do is uh probably in a stadium. So I guess we'll see. But overall, what are your closing thoughts on Mania before we wrap it up?
1: Like I said, it was a it was an A show. It was an A that I was able to boil it down to. This pay per view deserved an A because at Initially I had mentioned how the the WWE this card the way the card looked I was like this is a part of this is part of the reason why you have a problem with building stars is because you need you always utilize outside help to elevate your product and keep it real for the most part WrestleMania even from the beginning always had celebrity involvement. Mm -hmm. You know, over the years, the celebrity involvement has evolved into in-ring work, but there was always celebrity involvement. And the fact that they emphasize using celebrities over creating, finishing, or at least developing new Mm -hmm. storylines to develop the new superstars that they are dying to, to bring up and actually evolve this card showed it, but then fall back, enjoy the show, they did what they were supposed to have been doing. They did They went out there and made a fuck ton of money. Yes. That's exactly what they were supposed to do. and I get it. I totally mm-hmm. get it. Put the wrestling brain wrestling fan aside and understand what their intentions are. As a company, and everything worked phenomenally, it made sense. And it was a great show. I was thoroughly impressed. Turned me around on what my initial thinking would be to where it ended. It was an a show overall for me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I agree. Great show. All around. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude our show today. Dan, send send us on what you got before I wrap it up. What you got?
1: Then throw that plug out there Start5podcast.com The Starting 5 podcast on TikTok Please follow me there Fuck Twitter, you know I always love to say that But uh, yeah, follow me on Mainly on those platforms I've been having a lot of fun on TikTok The website gives you to all of our other social medias All our podcast streaming platforms Um, By the time you hear this Our newest episode of the Starting 5 Will be up and available To listen Tune in Make sure you're always following Wrestling is Trash, as always. Random Rambles with Rob, the Everything Podcast, the UWO, Codex Prime. Make sure you're following everybody in the family. Do that now. Peace.
0: Yeah, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back before you know it. another show. Thank you.